episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk and hardcore bands like Smoke or Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Stretch Armstrong, The Darling Fire and many many more. It's not complicated, all the bands on Iodine Recordings are a great fit on this podcast and the label is run by great humans with good values. Oh, and if you're a vinyl lover like I am, check their selection of gorgeous colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine, for supporting this podcast. Check the show notes or visit iodinerecords.com and enjoy this episode. Hello, punk rockers. Salut les punk. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show. Today it's episode 99. Oh, I hope I'm gonna make it until 100! <laughs> I think the chances are good, right? My name is Emilie Plamondon, I live in Quebec City in Canada and I'm very, very happy to be your host once again. This week, my guest is the incredible Jolie frontwoman of the band The Darling Fire. I discovered this band pretty recently, so I'm happy to make you discover them too. I'm also gonna give you a recommendation for the band Maria Juana No Se Ha Muerto from Colombia. And I hope you're ready, my friends, because the show is starting right now. How are you? I hope you are doing fantastic today. I'm good. I am in the middle of a long weekend. It's Easter today for me by the time I'm recording this. And it feels like spring in Quebec City. Uh, it feels so good because I hate the snow. I hate winter. I'm 39 years old and I'm still not used to it. <laughs> and so today we can literally hear and see the snow melt. Which makes me happy. And today I don't have a lot of things to tell you about my punk rock life because it has been very, very relaxed for me regarding to punk rock. I haven't seen any shows. I haven't played shows in a while. I haven't bought new vinyl. <laughs> so yeah, it's really, really relaxed. I'm binging books and TV shows. That's what I'm doing. And I'm working hard on this podcast. I'm doing some batch interviews. It's super interesting. I love this. And I'm very excited because there are so many, many good releases these days. Like the new Friends of Rome is out. The Cup of Pestilence. And by the way, if you missed last week's episode... Episode 98, I had the chance to interview Lindsay McDougall of Friends of Rome. So we talked a lot about this new album. And speaking of new albums, I really want to take some time today to listen to the new Sam Yam album, Stowaway. It's been released a few days ago. I think I'm gonna go take a very long walk after recording this and I'm gonna listen to this album. And I also suggest you to listen to the new Jason Cruz and Hall album, Wolves, because it's been released in the last days too. It's super, super good. And <laughs> once again, you can go back to episode 97 because I interviewed Jason Cruz about that. Oh, and remember last week when I talked to you about the new band of Jesse Michaels and Tim Armstrong, Bad Optics? Well, I'm very happy I didn't get a tattoo like Bad Optics on my arm yet. <laughs> I almost did. No, I'm joking. I just have one tattoo. It's my grandparents' address and I'm not even sure I'm gonna get more. And if I do, eventually it will be a telescope and space stuff. <laughs> okay, but why am I happy I didn't get a bad optics tattoo? Simply because they changed their name and now it's called Doom Regulator. So please take notes about that. And now it's time to listen to some great ska punk music. My repunkmendation for you today is for the Colombian band Maria Juana No Se Ha Muerto. They are playing ska punk music. Some of their songs are very, very punk. They were formed in 1998. I can't believe I just discovered them. They are amazing. 
A few weeks ago, they released a new song called Una Mirada, and I really, really like it. It talks about mental health problems in the Colombian and Latin American social environment, like depression, anxiety. So, yep, very important topics. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna love the song as much as I do. So, let's go! Un día la vi, la miré a los ojos y sabía que no era feliz Solo recuerdo su tristeza, sus cadenas, un hombre en mi mente de ti No lo creí y si pensaba, siempre estuviste cerca de aquí Te concierto que siempre de bar en bar O sola con una copa en algún lugar Sí, sí to the interview I made with Jolie of the band The Darling Fire. I literally feel hypnotized by this band, by Jolie's voice. Wow. So I really wanted to know more about her story with music, about how she got involved in the Florida scene and ended up singing with Dashboard Confessional. I wanted to know more about her first band and how she formed the Darling Fire. We also talked about sci-fi stuff, her lyrics, the importance for her to stay authentic in the band, and many other great things. During the interview, you're going to hear two songs, Makina and Heart Will Stop. It's the two first song of their album, Distortions. And I don't know why, but I, I think that those two songs are so powerful. So I decided to play them for you. So enjoy this conversation and please check the show notes if you want to reach the Darting Fire and Jolie and give them some love. If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The 
Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rom, After the Fall, Diesel's Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Slide review merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide, and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Recording in progress. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm good. You can hear me fine? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Can All you hear right. me? Yes, perfect. I see you, okay. I hear you. Good. <laughs> so, um, how do I, uh, do I pronounce your name like, like in French, like Jolie? Sure, yeah. Jolie. Is that, is that uh, mm -hmm. how you pronounce it? Jolie, yeah, Jolie. I say Jolie. Yeah, it's really funny because uh, <laughs> for the listeners who might not know, but Jolie means pretty in French. And yeah. when I was really young, I started to sing because my grandmother always used to sing me this song called Emily Jolie. My name is Emily, so it's like <laughs> Je m'appelle Emily Jolie. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So. Reminded, it reminded me about that memories. I don't, I don't remember awesome. who, who sang this though, but anyway, it's fun. So, uh, where are you on this crazy planet? Where, where are you? Yeah, so I'm traveling right now, but I'm currently in the Atlanta area, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, you're traveling? So, yeah, traveling a little bit. Oh, um, not in Florida right now, so it's been. Nice to get away from Florida a little bit from the heat. <laughs> oh yeah, heat. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're you're usually in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot cooler here, actually. <laughs> you can come in here in Quebec too if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be the spring, but now today wasn't that bad. But we still have a lot of snow. Yeah. Oh wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you a picture if you want later after the yeah. the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being my guest, and I, I'm very happy because uh, I think you have a very great journey in music in general. Uh, you have a great background, and I I kind of I don't I can't believe that I didn't know you before I knew the Darling Fire. So I discovered you and your voice like very recently because of Casey of Iodine because cool yeah so yeah um so when did you start singing and playing music were you super young when you discovered you could sing so how how all of this started for you yeah so I mean I have been singing since I was very little um I actually have a, a cassette tape oh. from when I was I think three years old Uh, my parents had this little recorder and they recorded me singing like, I think it was Hall and Oates or something. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the earliest singing recording of me probably when I was about three years old. And then, you know, I just would like sing by myself or sing along to things. Um, my parents always had music playing in the house. Um, but I didn't actually you know, think about joining a band or doing anything. It just kind of happened that way mm -hmm. uh, when I went into college. So it was much later. Um, I didn't really, th I think the most I did when I was younger was, you know, I was in chorus in school. And Same that's it. for me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents um, subscribed me to a church course and we were not religious at all, like at all. And, but It was like the only way for a six-year-old ch child to start singing. So I started to sing like yeah. Jesus songs <laughs> because it was the only cool. way I could sing. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, for some reason, I just didn't pursue it. It wasn't like I wanted to do music and, and be in a band or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just kind of happened when I was in college. I met people, you know, I met... Um, Chris Caraba, and then yeah. he asked me to sing with him. And that, from Dashboard, that's how kind of, Dashboard Confessional? For Dashboard, but before that was The Vacant Andes. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first thing that I did. It was a cover song of uh, Talking Heads. Mm. By talking, uh, and she was. 
And that was like the very first thing that I did. And I recorded with them uh, that cover. And how how did you met him? Um, we were actually in at, in college together, college. Uh, but then we became friends outside of college. And um, he he was in like the big group of friends that I mm-hmm. that I got to know. Basically, you know, I, I had moved to Florida from New York, so I was kind of alone there. Um, so basically, yeah, I just met people when I was there and it, that's how it ha- all happened, I guess. Oh, I, I love that you said that it wasn't a plan for you. Like you, it just happened because they discovered that you could sing and they were like, Hey, we need your voice to do some collaboration and stuff. It, it's exactly what yeah. happened to me too. <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. My friends had bands and they were like, Oh, maybe you could do a a line on our album, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, maybe yeah. I could have a band too. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, I think I also, um, my boyfriend at the time had like a kind of a crust band. I always forget about this part of my history, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it was called dead Patriot actually. And, uh, he, they put out like a seven inch or something. And I, I did some backups on that too. And I can't remember if that was like, first or after they get any sand it was may have been after but yeah those were like the early times same thing it was just like could you do some backup on this and that's how it kind of happened i don't know why we couldn't realize that we could have bands at this time it happens to a lot of women i don't know right yeah i don't know i love music and i listen to a lot of music i just didn't have you know i mean i guess for me part of it was stage fright like it wasn't something that i yeah. wanted to like go out and do put myself out there you know <laughs> so so yeah wow yeah and uh, were you playing other instruments beside singing no I didn't I mean the most I did was I played flute when I was tra- when I was a kid <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that flute uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but I didn't you know pick up a guitar or anything and, and my dad actually was in a band when he was young and he had a guitar forever in the house I, oh. I actually have it now um so from when he was very young and uh but yeah it just wasn't in me to like go out and learn an instrument and do things like that you know um yeah Mm -hmm. not until later until you know how the darling fire started actually oh yeah oh so okay so you started you met other musicians and you collab you collaborated with for instance chris and uh, were you At the time, did he tell you like, okay, you, ha- I want you to sing exactly this line, or you could ha- be creative and uh, write your own, I don't know, um, vocal melodies. Yeah, uh, most of it he wrote and gave me. Um, the only one that I remember writing myself was "Age Six Racer" on uh, Swiss Army Romance. That's the only part that I wrote myself, basically, and we just like got together and worked on that. Um, But for the most part, it was his, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew exactly what concept. he needed. He knew what he needed. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Wow. And so because, I mean, Dashboard Confessional had a huge success. So how did you feel afterwards? Like when you say, hey. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. And then, you know, after I did that with him, I I did have my own band, uh, Rocking Horse Winter, mm, yeah. um, with my now husband, actually, and mm. a couple other guys. And that we did, you know, we did pretty well. It was, you know, getting there before we broke up. But um, but that was fun. You know, that was the first time I ever uh, was the front woman for anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> and how did you create this band? Uh, you met other people and you're like, hey, let's, let's start a band. How did yeah, so happen? they actually had had a band together already they had started or they had oh, nice. uh, been the mm-hmm. original members of as friends rest and then after that they uh started this band and they wanted a, a female singer mm-hmm. um at one point so they had me try out because uh they'd heard the vegan andy's thing i think that was how the order and um so they asked me to try out and then it went from there And then we did that from 99 until, I think, 2002, maybe early 2003, possibly. Mm. So, yeah. And what were your favorite bands at the time or your influences? I know you were into hardcore, I think, hardcore music. Or was it later? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I did. I, I listened to a lot of punk at the time, I think, and some hardcore. I mean, I was listening to like Face to Face and mm-hmm. Rancid. Actually, I loved like the first Rancid album, believe yeah. it or not. Um, I listened to that a lot in college. And then I started to kind of mellow out and get into like, you know, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of softer stuff like that. So my influences are kind of all over the place because I think I started when I was younger with what my parents were listening to, with which was like 70s rock. Oh, like, now I forgot like to that. ask you where you said you, there was music all the time at home. So Yeah, yeah. 70s rock, the Beatles, mm-hmm. you know, um, stuff like that. And then, yeah, and then I, you know, on my own, I kind of got into punk. And then it was kind of hardcore also because I was... I was on Long Island, so like mm-hmm. we would go to hardcore shows in the city, New York City and Long Island, and that whole scene. And then after that, you know, I was still listening to punk, and then I just kind of like started mellowing out, listening to different things mm-hmm. after that. So yeah, yeah, because the band, the the Rocking Horse Winner, it's it's mm-hmm. not. How do you describe this? It was like rock, but it's not hardcore. So how? How would you yeah. describe it? Yeah, it's hard because we were compared to the Sundays a lot at the time. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I guess it was rock, but like, you know, slightly pop, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And we played with a lot of heavy bands at the time. So we were the oddball in a lot of shows. Really? <laughs> you, you yeah, we did. Heavy bands? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because at yeah, the time, because we were- early 2000, um, In Quebec, at least, uh, it was mm-hmm. really hard to mix genres. It was like, you're punk, you're metal, stay w- in your line, and that's it. And there was like wars of the genres and emo. Oh my God, <laughs> if you listen to emo, you're not punk. Da, da, da. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Was really uh, open. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we were on Equal Vision, so there were a lot of heavy bands on Equal Vision oh, at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's why I think a lot of times we were kind of playing with heavy bands, but it was interesting, you know, it was kind of cool to do that. And um, also like in Florida, for example, there were those kind of like shows where it was mixed music, you know, there would be like an acoustic band and then there would be heavy and punk, you know, it didn't really matter. It was like kind of a mix at the time. Yeah, you were more up open-minded than here here it's now it's fine but at in early 2000 mid 2000 you would not see that very often so i'm, I'm kind of happy to hear that <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah yeah cool. so and how long did the band uh were together like you said it was formed around 2002 or something but uh how long did you play together Rocking Horse, it was like 99 to, I think, 2002, maybe 2003, something oh, that, there. Oh, that's yeah. super long. Okay, and but you were on Equal, Vis- uh, on Equal Vision. You, I think you toured a lot, too, during those years. So it, it means that it was successful pretty quickly. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun. Um, there was We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. That's uh. why it kind of like fizzled, you know. Um, and also I think we kind of had a little, little bit of creative differences possibly. Um, and we were young, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> we took it for granted a little bit, I think. Oh, okay. Cause I so, wondered yeah. why did it, it stopped like pretty quick, even if you had a success and stuff. So yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mm. yeah and I think all those things <laughs> what happened between uh this band and the darling fire because there's a pretty long period of time bet- between both what were you still singing doing collaborations what what were you doing um music yeah I was doing yeah I was doing some you know every once in a while I'd be asked to do backups backup vocals um with friends and also i had i was in a band popford i was the front woman for that oh, for a little while I didn't know that. and yeah and um those are guys in miami and then i was doing just backups you know for friends i did do something with owl city at one point um and, and yeah i mean whatever was coming up i was doing but i wasn't like actively seeking something to do full-time um So, yeah, 
Mm. I don't know why. I think, you know, maybe just fear that it would go the way it went the previous time, you know, so so not wanting to go through that again, but yeah. Were you feeling like, I should do that, but procrastinate a little because of, I don't know, anxiety, or maybe you were very happy doing back vocals and other projects too. Maybe it was enough, but sometimes we feel something... Uh, I think I, sh- I I'm not doing enough and not because of social pressure to do more, but maybe I need to do more. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was that like drive to do something or that tugging, you know, <laughs> but uh, I just didn't look to do it. You know, the pressure of trying to make it like my sole focus, um, like I had when I was younger was kind of like, I don't know if I want to get into that again, you know, full time at the time. You know, yeah, obviously that changed, <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. And so, which leads me to the other question. So you started Dar- the Darling Fire, but what made you decide that, okay, now it's a good timing or how, how did it happen? And also it's a total other genre. So yeah. Yeah. How did yeah. So like, you know, all, suddenly I just, wa- I was kind of like frustrated because if I did want to do something, um, I didn't know how to play an instrument at all. So if I wanted to do anything, I'd have to rely on other people oh, yeah. to write songs and give me something, you know, I relate. <laughs> so I wanted to learn, you know, so I wanted to learn guitar and, um, a friend of ours who happens to now be our uh, lead guitar player. Um, you know, my husband worked with him and he was like, maybe he'll, you know, teach you. So oh. I was like, cool. You know, he shreds. Oh, I'd yeah. love to learn from him, it's you know? Shred too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, he would just start, you know, coming over and I would cook dinner and we'd have some wine or whatever. And he would teach me guitar and it was like an awesome, just setup that we had. And when I started doing that, then my husband who, you know, by the way, when, when Rocking Horse broke up, he sold everything and stopped playing music completely. Oh, Um, he was done. He was like, I'm frustrated. I've been doing, he had been doing it much longer than I had, you know? Um, so he kind of gave up and when he saw me learning guitar, he would kind of hang around and see what we were doing. You know, I want to learn how to, I want to really learn bass. He said, because he played bass in rocking horse. Said, I really want to learn bass. Uh, this time I really want to dive into it and figure it out. You know, before I was just kind of playing, I want to learn it. And then that kind of like developed into him wanting to learn guitar. And we just started working on stuff. We were like, well, let's see if we can figure out how to record, you know, if we can record some demos, write some songs together. We never did that before because um, with Rocking Horse, we were in the band together, but we didn't write together, you know, necessarily like the structure, you know what I mean? He was the bass player. Um the vocals like the melodies the words maybe like half of that was mine the other half was the other guitar player was the guitar player um so that's how it kind of happened we were like let's try writing together and see what we can come up with without any influence you know yeah um so yeah that's what happened did you have (laughs) a a specific genre in mind because i think the darling fire is really interesting um regarding to everything but like the the style the music there's a lot of synth you know it's like dark but also i don't know melodic you know so because it's it's something i don't hear often so i wonder if you had this specific genre in mind or it just happened what well yeah you know i think we decided we wanted well we it was hard to decide what to do because we were just beginning so we we're like we don't even know what kind of sound we're going to make together you know um but i think we kind of liked the heavy the mix of heaviness mm-hmm. and melodic with like a soft vocal the dynamic between that you know um so that's what we kind of had in mind, but we didn't know what was going to happen with that. <laughs> so, um, you know, we wrote a lot of stuff before wow. anything that you've heard recorded, you know, we wrote a lot of songs and then we, some of them made it to the first album and so same thing a, between the two. You albums. made an EP first and then the album distortions. This is- well, actually we have another album, dark celebration. 
on Spartan. So, but we went in there with 10 songs and we only recorded eight. Um, We actually had way more. I think we had about 15 songs by the time we got to that. Yeah. So it just kind of developed. I mean, we're not like sure what our genre is actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's okay. There's there's like post hardcore metal but it's also melodic. Your voice is amazing, by the way. Like Thank you. Soft, but like powerful. It's hypnotizing. Is that a word in English? Hypnotizing? Yes. Uh-huh. I feel hypnotized. Yeah. Cool. Like I'm like, That sounds cool. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, a lot of emotions. And yeah. So I wonder if it was calculated. Not not like, I know, you, I know it was probably natural, but I, I wonder if it was okay, we should do this and uh, create this feelings but it just happened and yeah it's just like whatever comes to me you know whatever I feel with the music um but I do like I do enjoy having very like um intimate like soft vocals oh yeah and then being able to also like belt when I want to you know I like doing that I don't like to belt or be like 100% on the whole mm-hmm. time, you know, um, that's just my way, <laughs> per, you know, my personal way, but yeah. So it's not like I'm going to do this here and I'm going to do that there. It just kind of like happens. And sometimes it's written in parts and just comes together, you know, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
And uh, what was your f the first song you wrote with with the band? The first song we wrote is with it on the an band? album? Because you said you create more, but like yeah. the, the first song ever we created with uh, the Darning Fire. Well, yeah, it's hard to like we wrote things before we actually decided it was mm. going to be a band. But I would say the first song that we wrote that we gave to the drummer to see if he would want to, you know, do this with us was um, uh, on the first album, actually. And it's called Omaha. So that's the first song that actually made it onto the album. So I guess that could be the first song with the band. <laughs> Probably a, a good song because obviously the drummer said yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm. Um, and what do you like to talk about? Because on that kind of music, it could you could talk about a lot of different topics, I feel. Uh, you know, punk rock, Some sometimes like we feel naturally uh, like we should talk about politics and social stuff. It could be also like goofy um, punk rock. I, I, I'm still on punk rock, like goofy lyrics, party stuff. In that genre, I feel like you could go very deep, um, very metaphoric also. I don't know if that's a word too, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really get political with the lyrics, but I do probably touch on like social issues and just like strange things, you know. I love uh, uh, sci-fi. I love horror. I love oh, creepy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that stuff makes it in there, I'm sure. You know, um, just like strangeness of just life in general, you know? Yeah. Um, not really much goofiness or silliness. No, but, no, but punk rock yeah. sometimes it's it's perfect. Yeah, and I that. love that. So you're yeah. like, punk rock music, it's like super political, sometimes a little like immature fun <laughs> but yeah yeah so i wonder like in that kind of very hypnotizing music what you want to write about like what's yeah 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 wow that's yeah. great it's beautiful music for real mm. thank you and um yeah and what happened after you starting you you started to write you made a first album Then you made uh, Distortion. So did you start touring a lot with the band? Yeah, we're still working on that. We haven't quite toured enough with this band yet, but we're working on that. Um, we have some cool things coming up the next couple of months. Um, but we do plan to do that. You know, obviously the pandemic kind of held us up for a couple of years, so we didn't get to yeah, do it. Yeah, it was like, I think <laughs> you released Distortions, I think, last year. Yeah. So meaning that you were writing it probably during pandemic. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we were writing and deciding like, you know, what we were going to do when things would get back to normal. We had no idea when they would. Um, obviously, that influenced some of the writing, you know, some of the lyrics and things. Mm -hmm. And it gave us some time to like hone our sound a little more and figure out what, what we were doing. Um Yeah, and just, you know, we had so much fun making this album and working with Casey and everything and yeah. recording with Jay Moss, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, with uh, Jay Moss, he worked with who else? I know this name. I think I follow him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was awesome to work with. Um, we, you know, we went in there actually in two parts. Um, we went in there with five songs. That's what I thought with to... the first album. Because on Spotify, yeah. I see that there's five songs and then there's a the whole album. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. We released, you know, singles leading up to the album. Yeah. But we wrote uh, five songs and then we went. We had to write another five songs after recording those. And we went back and recorded those five songs. Oh, so it was, a, yeah, <laughs> so, two parts. Yeah. We wanted to get, you know, something done so that we could you know, make progress toward the album. Mm -hmm. And then we went back and wrote the rest and went back and recorded them. <laughs> so, And how so, yeah. was those songs different? Because it, I don't know if, you, if you're used to write a whole album and then record a whole album uh, versus doing two parts. How was the 
writing process? How different was that? Yeah, I think our songwriting got a lot stronger when we went back and like once we could hear what it was sounding like with the first five songs recorded, we were like inspired to work on the next oh, half, yeah. you know? So it changed a little bit, you know, it actually got a little more um, intricate and we challenged ourselves a little more with the second half. Oh, that's so. very interesting. But, and can we yeah. perceive this on the album? You might, you might be able to tell. <laughs> Did you um, arrange the order, the order of the album or, or like five, the five first song first and the other ones or, or it's mixed? I believe we did. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we did have um, a concept in mind as far as like we did discuss what order we were going to put the songs and how they were going to overlap. Like if you listen to the vinyl, we actually put thought into the order and the way they overlap and go into each other and the amount of space between, you know, things like that. We, mm. we thought about all that stuff. So, yeah, it was it was intentional. Ah, oh, that's great. It's something we we don't always notice like the band think about their stuff they think about the vinyl sound they think about you know all details like this sometimes not but sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah because i think now, now everything's you know digital mm -hmm. so a lot of people you'll i mean i do the same thing i'll just listen to a few songs from a band and then and I, i don't really take the time sometimes to like listen to their album in order and see you know what they mm -hmm. thought about you know when they went in and like the concept of the whole album you know because I think most people most bands do that I think most of us don't realize that unless you you know buy the vinyl and listen to it in the order you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so. and on the album you said you are a sci-fi uh, fan I like sci-fi too so what what inspired you for this album specifically to about sci-fi Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, you know, I love like Blade Runner. Okay. It's like one of my favorites. And just, you know, sci-fi, horror, like horror, It Follows. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Mm, love that movie. Um, no, I don't. It's more recent. Repeat that. I'm taking It note. Follows. Follow yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool, you know, when it comes to horror, I love more of like... Um, you know implied things not so much of like the obvious unless it's like the thing mm -hmm. which by the way horror sci-fi you know or alien like horror sci-fi yeah. um i'm more you know, into so. dystopia than our okay. sci-fi i prefer like uh, i don't know, like black mirrors uh love that yeah stuff like that love, brave new world book and you know that's my yeah. jam <laughs> awesome yeah i love all that stuff yeah it's like I don't know. I just have such a Rolodex of things that I've watched and listened to that it's like whatever comes out, you know, is, uh, I don't know. I don't really plan it, you know, it just like happens that way. So then you have a sci-fi idea and you transpose it in a song? Yeah, it just comes out that way. I don't know. It comes out in the lyrics, I'm sure. Oh. Like kind of that spacey kind of, you know. I mean, even the music feels a little sci-fi sometimes with the synth yeah. sometimes and like, yeah, I can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a time when, you know, my husband and I have overlapping uh, musical tastes, but sometimes we differ a little bit, but like we were both listening to a lot of like Perturbator and like, um, mm. you know, like uh, retro new wave type of stuff, you know, synth um so that probably is influencing some of the music a little bit mm -hmm. you know especially now like we started writing again so we have we've already been uh, working on a new toward a new album oh so, yeah that was one of my yeah. question about what, what's next because yeah the album is really really beautiful and i'm happy that you you said the first five songs give you kind of confidence and motivation yeah. to write the other one so <laughs> i hope that those five other songs uh, made you want to write more? Oh, yeah, totally. We kept writing all throughout. Um, you know, we have a lot of songs that we put aside or didn't finish mm -hmm. because we got stuck on something or whatever, you know. Um, you know, the, the writing process has mostly been 
my husband and I like in a lab and then we present, you know, either part of mm -hmm. the idea to the guys or, or we give them the whole thing when it's done. Mm -hmm. And then Mike, our, our lead player will put, put his leads over. Um, sometimes he'll influence things like, you know, oh, yeah. um, clean hands on distortions. That song, actually the bridge was very short when we first wrote it and we lengthened that. And now it's like one of my favorite parts of the songs. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and that was Mike's idea, you know? So sometimes like they'll influence things that we had already different parts here and there, but yeah. Yeah. So, because th that kind of music also, I feel could make people very creative while they listen to it. They could like, okay, yeah, let's go there. And like, <laughs> that's yeah. how I picture that. So yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised totally. that, oh, okay your musician, other musicians could listen and then, okay, yeah, I feel like this part could be longer so we can yeah. have a longer trip <laughs> listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what, uh, are you still writing the same way and about the same topics for the next album? I think so. You know, there's some, there's always going to be also a personal element of like personal struggle and things like that in there. Mm -hmm. Um But yeah, we're, you know, we've just been continuing down this path to see where it goes. Um, you know, I think getting better and better at learning our own sound and figuring out like, what is our sound? Yeah. You know, still not knowing what genre we're in. But <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's, I think yeah. we are. I talked about that with another guest recently and we were like, we, why do we need labels so much? And I'm guilty of this because I have this podcast and when I want to talk about a band, first thing is I want to find a genre. Like it's, it's like a, I don't know, it's a thematic. So, but, but like ultimately, is it really important? Probably not. <laughs> you know, I guess only because if somebody asks, you know, what does your band sound like? <laughs> um, you know, or you want to tell people about a band and tell them to listen yeah. to it. They want something, some kind of reference, you know? Totally. So I get it. I get it, you know? Um, but it's also interesting to me to hear what other people think we sound like. <laughs> I love that. That's oh, my favorite. Really? Okay, because, good. I thought yeah, it, because it might be annoying sometimes for bands to always be compared to something or... No, for me, it's cool because, you know, I love so many different bands. I love so much, you know, I love music just in general. And so when I hear that we sound like, you know, a certain band that I admire or whatever, that's awesome. You know, I love that, that they hear that in our band, you know, that we have a sound because to us from the inside, it's almost like you get, you know, that, you know, feeling that you're an imposter and you don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what it sounds like, you know. So, um, yeah. So I think it's cool to hear what, what people think we sound like. Yeah. And how, how is the crowd reacting live to your music? Do they yeah, uh, I start mean, a mush pit? Do they, I don't know. I would love that. <laughs> um, not yet. I think a lot of times people are like trying to figure us out. Like, what are they, what are they doing exactly you know like what is this uh, you know they're just like we are we're trying to figure it out um <laughs> i guess they're trying to figure out what what do we sound like and um i have started to see people sing along which is awesome i've been wow. waiting for that you know yeah. that's cool um so yeah but i mean the reaction's been great like we've been getting really good response from the crowd and nice. from other from oh yeah uh bands that we play with as well which is awesome It's cool to be, you know. Wow, uh, that's that's. I'm not surprised because it's really good, and I'm not saying this because you're my guest. Like I, I really mean it. It's fantastic. But I was curious about the crowd behavior. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, maybe it's more like a metal crowd. They're like very focused and like, uh, you know, I, yeah, feel it, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> versus it probably is like that. Yeah, yeah. Even if you fit, the band fits with all genres probably but like okay so yeah they're trying to figure out what is this what's the sound yeah what's yeah. Oh, yeah yeah good and when can we expect the the album the next one, mm -hmm, the next um, one. i don't know we're still writing oh, we're about two songs in so for this next one um so i don't know but we're we're hoping to release something very soon we're already working on it 
maybe a so, little single for for us <laughs> for people probably pro most likely yeah there'll be a single sooner than later i'm sure are the lyrics about sci-fi <laughs> um i would say i mean there, like i said there's always going to be that influence in the music um but i think with these songs they're a little more you know uh personal i guess mm -hmm. yeah 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 casey told me that you had a like a very sad ex experience and like i don't know i don't want to say any details if you're not okay with that but is it like yeah. the the follow-up of what you already talked about in other songs in the previous album is it like a i don't know like yeah i would say not a follow-up but you know the i don't know how to say that in english but yeah i mean yeah, continuation continuation yeah it could be thank you yeah it could be a continuation i mean you know life is interesting it takes you in all different directions <laughs> yeah so um but yeah like there's always going to be that personal element for me, definitely. And that's one of the things, you know, that was interesting with this band for me. It's like, this is probably the most authentic that I've been wow. in music because before it was more like, you know, I mean, I was young and I didn't have a ton of experiences, mm -hmm. you know, now I've, I've had a lot of experiences, good and bad. <laughs> so more to pull from, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so definitely allowing myself to be more personal with my writing you know yeah and yeah I, i love that you say you you feel more authentic because yeah there was a, a big gap between the two bands but also you mm -hmm. grew up you're getting older not old older <laughs> so That's some, fine, well, fine. sometimes <laughs> we get more confidence anyway mm -hmm. and it allow us to start i would say real projects like you know right yeah that's the interesting thing it's like You know, when, when you're young, I mean, you know, the, the saying youth is wasted on the young is true, obviously. But like we went through that because we were young. We we had something cool going and we kind of took it for granted. Mm -hmm. And with this project, you know, we decided we weren't going to do that. Um, so anything that comes up is really cool. You know, if one person comes to the show and they're rocking out, like, yeah. that's awesome. You know, I love that. Yeah. So that's all I can ask for. You know, if I'm if I'm writing something and somebody's it's resonating for someone, that's awesome. You know, that's cool because I know what that feels like on the other side of it. You know, mm -hmm, totally. So. Yeah, I feel I waited I waited so long before starting this podcast because I was like, my English is too bad. I don't know enough things about bands and punk rock, and I focus too much on local scenes. So why would I? interview like i don't know people from strong out and whatever but then i don't know i i started this this podcast on my 37th birthday <laughs> and i was awesome. like i was like fuck that i just want to do that and it won't be perfect it won't be like i imagined the what's a perfect podcaster is but I, i was i was feeling confident enough to start it finally and i then i started a new band too and That's how I feel more authentic, and, but like I would never start that kind of things like 20 years ago. So sometimes times yeah. helps <laughs> and we don't know how it, it happens, but it happens. Yeah, I think that's so awesome. I love your story too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you said, you know, fuck it, just do it. If you want to do it, if you want to do something and you feel like, You can't do it because, you know, you don't yeah. think it. But look, look where you are now with it. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Don't, you know, you can't, you can't let that stuff get in your way. You know, I think just if you want to do something like that, it doesn't matter what your age is or what your yeah, experience okay. is. If you just start it, you know, just it'll get to that point mm -hmm. if you stick with it. You know, that's something I've definitely learned. <laughs> yep. Don't and give up too soon. You know? Exactly. And when you're writing lyrics for your own band, I think authenticity is so important because that's another thing I learned. Like, I was like, stop trying to be a poet <laughs> for yeah. me. Like, you're not. Yeah. And, but you can still write lyrics if you want. Like, just write concrete, basic stuff and it's okay. So, yeah, you know, 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, perfect every time. If it's like personal and from your heart, then the authenticity, I think, is more important than definitely making a rhyme. Yeah, <laughs> took me a long time to realize that, and I'm still working yeah. on it. But like, I, I love the fact that you say that you can, you allow yourself to write about personal stuff, and yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's probably helpful too, and you know, you can yeah transform. Oh yeah, energy. Yeah, it's like a yep. It's like a like I always say, like I've been saying, it's like an exorcism every time. Every time I write a song, it's like an exorcism. That thought is out there now. Yeah. And, and it's every, not only mine, you know. <laughs> every time you write a song and every time you sing it live, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every show is an exorcism, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> For sure. For is sure. exorcism sci-fi or horror or... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends which one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, which uh, theme, but I would say more of a horror theme. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Good. Uh, thank you. So, I'm very yeah. happy I knew more about the band. Oh, yeah, I had another question. How did you meet Casey and how is it with Iodine? So great. Yeah, it's been Casey's awesome. amazing. Yeah, he's been awesome to work with. Um, You know, he, at one point, he, I think, like, reached out to us or started following us on Instagram because I I hadn't um, created a, a page or anything for Rocking Horse Winter until we started this band. I think that's when I first did that. And so he found that page as oh. iodine, and I, I didn't even know that he was doing that, you know, at all. And when he reached out or when he started following Rocking Horse Winter, I was like, oh. And we were kind of writing, we were like looking for a new home for the mm -hmm. second album. And my husband was like, why don't we reach out to him? It looks like he's doing music in a genre, you know, kind of like in the vein of what yeah, we're doing, you exactly. know, where, where we could fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we reached out to him and he was like, okay. Uh, you know, and then he was like, do you remember me? Because I met you guys at, you know, a long time ago, we played a showcase with Converge. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, yeah, because, and like I said, we were one of the soft bands on a heavy bill. That was one of the ones. It was a CMJ conference at CBGB's for Equal nice. Vision. <laughs> and he was there. Um, and I guess we met him, but honestly, I don't remember. Everything from that time is su such a blur, you know, mm -hmm. so long ago. Um, but that's like how that conversation started and we sent him a couple demos and he was like okay I, well i'm not really putting any new music out mm -hmm. but i might be interested in doing this so we talked about it more we sent him more demos and that's how it happened so he was not putting out new bands at that time and look at him now yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool pretty yeah. cool oh so, yeah. yeah good yeah great people and i Because I'm obsessed with like skate punk music, so I'm happy I knew uh, Casey because he makes me discover so many great stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, like so many hey good bands. Thanks, you. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And how how um, Chris from Dashboard Confessionals doing? I don't know what he's doing right now. Do you still yeah. talk to him? I've yeah, totally every lost, once in a while. Track of of what he's doing. So no, every once in a while I keep up on what he's doing. I can see where how he's doing. He's doing well. He's doing really good. Um, you know, he's still writing. He keeps he's kept writing this whole time and touring. Nice. He's doing really well. Actually. Oh, happy to hear. Um, so yeah, every once in a while we touch base. You know, here and there over the years. So, but yeah, he's doing awesome. Good. He has a great voice too. So yeah, yeah, still one of my favorite voices. Yeah, amazing you know, voices. It's fun that you. Yeah. You um, sang with him. It's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And do you have any other personal project beside the band? Uh, any other music project on your own or collaborations coming up? Uh, nothing at the moment. Um, you know, I just, I, like, personally, I started getting into writing in general, like mm -hmm. fiction and stuff like that. So oh, I started nice. working on that. Um. So yeah, and I'm working on a on another project, which is why this theme behind me here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Um, That's great. Yeah, that I can't talk about, but that this is because of that. Um, uh -huh. So I'm working on another project, and that hopefully can 
you know, talk about that soon. Yeah. That have to, that's to do with writing. So, yeah. So you are in many different um, creative process, whether it's writing, yeah. writing for the band, playing, singing. It's fun. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, it's so fun. I'll try that's to follow fun. everything you just mentioned. So uh, I will be excited to hear new music for sure, or maybe read your book. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jolie. It was a very nice conversation. And yeah, it was fun to know more about the band and about you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was good.
you so much for listening. If you want to support my work, you can subscribe to your favorite platform. You can share the episodes in your social medias and tag me, Punk Roquette. If you want to help financially, you can subscribe to the Patreon page and have access to all my Zoom interviews videos with other exclusive content. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, EpicMerchStore.com and Iodine Recordings. Thank you to Scott Hallquist from 10 Football for editing and co-producing the show with me. Next week, my guest is Brian of the band Be Well. He's also producer at Salad Days. He's a legendary dude and I had such a nice conversation with him. Don't miss this episode. But until then, punk your life, my friends. Bye-bye.